What's up, guys? Rick here with your betting and one-and-done preview for this week's Honda Classic. Uh, looking to capitalize, continue that momentum off of Justin Thomas last week. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about outright picks. We're going to go through some head-to-head matchups, give a one-and-done update, and talk about your options in those formats as well. If you have not signed up for either uh, William Hill Bet MGM or a Bet Rivers account yet? The promotions are pretty crazy for March Madness. You don't have to. Uh, you, you're getting a ton of free bets. You don't have to use them on on golf. You don't have to use them on basketball. Use them on whatever you want. Um, but the the offers are are pretty insane right now. So go to RickRunGood.com/bets and see what the current offer is in your state. Also, there's going to be two live chats on Wednesday, the 3 p.m. Eastern time live chat on the Rick Run Good YouTube channel. That's our regular. Uh, live chat, question and answer, ownership, whatever else you want to talk about for the Honda Classic. And then 8.15 p.m. Eastern Time is our Jock Market Power Hour. It is Stock Market DFS. There's going to be, um, I think, a lot of money to be made in this field at this event this week because it kind of breeds a bit of volatility. We'll talk more about that in just a second. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a great week. I hope you enjoy. Let's jump into the tournament predictor. So if you're new to the channel, if you're new to the rickrungood.com uh, tools, uh, this is the tournament predictor, the tournament simulator. It, it has it has run simulations for this event a thousand times. I've been uh, messing with a bit of the volatility. You know, as as this continues to evolve, you guys know I love to evolve the tools, back test them, make improvements constantly. And one of the things I've been wanting to add and I've started to mess with is is volatility here and. A course like PGA National or a lot of these Florida courses in general are very volatile. What what did we see at TPC Sawgrass last week? Nine of the 17 most expensive golfers on DraftKings missed the cut. That's a lot of studs missing the cut. You know, results there are pretty pretty all over the place. Um, and, and that's not uncommon in Florida with all the water lurking in places and, and, and you can rack up a big number in a hurry. So I've been kind of messing with the volatility. So I'll, I'll kind of point out the ones that I think are being impacted the most by that little volatility ad that I've that I've put in here but um, the the simulation gives Daniel Berger the best chance of winning this golf tournament about 9.6% of the time is that bettable maybe it's it's a fair number there's a slight positive expected value there um, what what his you know 11 and a half or his 10 and a half to 1 odds would imply are that he's going to win this golf tournament about 8.7% percent of the time I have him winning it about 9.6 percent of the time so yes there is a, a a positive expected value there it is very small I wouldn't be sprinting there but if you wanted to bet Daniel Berger that'd be fine now the caveat to this whole thing is uh, you know starting to get rumblings that Daniel Berger is playing through a rib injury and played through a rib injury last week the players championship and he played great he got an MRI on Monday. We don't know the results of that MRI because these guys are independent contractors. We don't know anything about that. Uh, but he has a press conference scheduled for Wednesday at the Honda Classic. And I'm hoping we get a bit more clarity on his on his situation for this week. Now, that might impact us in one-and-done spots where I was probably just going to be willing to run out Daniel Berger. Um now I have a little bit of pause, so we'll we'll talk about that in a second. But keep in mind we've we've got to we've got to kind of parse through what we find out on Wednesday from Daniel Berger. So that 
if he doesn't end up playing or he doesn't play well, I think the vast majority of the win equity is going to go to Sungjae Im. And I think that these two guys kind of stand alone at the top. I think there's a pretty significant drop-off. The simulator kind of illustrates that. You know, it's a it's a 2% drop-off from Berger to Im, another 2% from Sungjae to Shane Lowry, who is the the, the third most uh, the third uh, highest winning percentage in the simulation. So I think these two very clearly stand alone. Um, we can look at Sungjae's recent form, and, and what I always like to talk about is, is paths to victory. And let me let me break down the paths of victory for the uh, for top two golfers in this field. So I'm going to the Holy Grail here for Daniel Berger, and I'm only showing you his win at the AT, the AT and T Pebble Beach Pro Am and last week at the Players Championship. That's all I'm showing you. He played one event in in between there. He played fine. Uh, but here's what I'm looking at: the the metrics from Pebble Beach are almost identical to what he did at TPC Sawgrass last week. Uh, at Pebble Beach, he gained. 2.4 strokes off the tee, he gained 2.6 at Sawgrass. He gained 4.6 on approach at Pebble Beach, 3.4 at TPC Sawgrass. Around the green, uh, he gained 1.9 at Pebble Beach Pro-Am. He gained 3.1 at TPC Sawgrass. The only difference is this column right here. The the three quarters of a stroke that he lost putting last week instead of gaining two and a half at Pebble Beach and winning the golf tournament. that That's that's the difference, right? So uh, what I see here is a guy who is laying the blueprint for victory, right? He is very close. It's the same thing we talked about Justin Thomas last week. We said here the blueprint is there with his irons. The blueprint is there with his putter. If he fixes the off the tee game, which is one of the best parts of his game, he's going to contend. That's exactly what we saw. This is another guy laying the blueprint and laying the path. His 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 path to victory is much wider than a lot of these guys. Uh, so that's that's Berger's path, notwithstanding any of the you know injuries and and all that stuff. Let's go to Sungjae's path. Sungjae's path is pretty clear as well, uh, or at least his floor is pretty strong. So here's Sungjae over the course of his, you know, let's just look at his last five starts, all of them measured, which is great. He's been phenomenal off the tee. He's been gaining a ton of strokes off the tee. He's been gaining a ton of strokes putting. That's usually a concern for me, but that's kind of what Sungjae does. He's a really, really good putter. He's in the midst of a really good stretch right now. The thing that he needs to fix to, to, to increase his path to victory is the approach game. So he lost... Uh, over two strokes on approach at Phoenix at Workday and at API, uh, and he was about a zero player in that category last week at TPC Sawgrass. Now, if he goes out and gains, call it three shots there, which is not uncommon. He's done that countless times in his career. Uh, that's his path to victory. So we only need these guys to kind of fix one little leak in their game uh, for them to get back into the winner circle. It's it's much more appealing than maybe the, maybe the some, some of the other guys on this list. Um, Shane Lowry definitely gets an advantage from two things. Uh, recent form helps Shane Lowry. Uh, the volatility factor helps Shane Lowry. Remember, he hasn't won... Uh, and hasn't really played all that well since he won the, I guess it was the 2019 Open Championship. So I'm, I think that's a little bit of fool's gold on on Shane Lowry at five and a half percent. I do like his chances. I don't like him that much. I think he's more like a three percent chance guy uh, of winning guy. Sepp Straka also a big gainer because he's such a volatile golfer. When you add in even more volatility into the into the model, he gets a big boost there. I I don't think there's any way in the world he wins this three percent of the time. Probably closer to one percent, 
maybe something like that. Uh, but the ones that stand out to me are, uh, you know, Ben on continues to be interesting, right? And and I, I don't know if I showed this anywhere in a DFS preview, but we can talk about it right now. And we can just sort this by um, the Florida swing, I think is what I've done before. So let's do this. Let's just take all the tournaments that are historically in this Florida swing. So it's going to be the Arnold Palmer, the Players' Championship, it's going to be Valspar, it'll be the Honda, and the most recent workday, WGC workday. Okay, so here's the Florida swing for the last six years, and you start looking at guys that have played well. Well, Benny Ahn has certainly played well, and he's done it great from tee to green as well. So he's fourth in this field in strokes gained tee to green over the metrics that I just put in. Sungjae Im is the best. Kevin Chappell is second. Adam Scott and then Benny Ahn. Obviously, he had that blow up, you know, two rounds at TPC Sawgrass. He makes an 11 on... Uh, on on number 17 and that's I mean it's kind of all she wrote right it's numbers can pile up in a big way but even even still with all of that he has been better in Florida on Bermuda greens even than than a lot of these guys I mean what's also crazy is you know if so so in Florida he's been great from tee to green at these courses if you get rid of the Florida stuff and just look up his Bermuda putting numbers he is right uh here losing a quarter of a stroke putting that's better than most right I mean he's normally a much bigger loser than that so uh this is kind of an interesting week to run out Benny on coming off of a uh, really ugly missed cut you can get him at 70 to 1 it's it's pretty interesting and I think what we've seen not only with the volatility that we've seen from this course, I think there should also be a bit of volatility in your betting card for this week, right? You know, I I, I don't love betting the number 11 to 1 on Daniel Berger, especially with the the news that we're getting, but uh, I'm, I'm happy to kind of embrace some of these 70 to 1 guys. You know, the Ben Ons of the world, Brandon Wu, some of these guys that are deeper down the list, I'm, I'm much more willing to play them here because this, this, this event has kind of bred chaos. Keith Mitchell won this. He was like, I don't know, 500 to one, 300 to one, something like that. So uh, it has, it has bred a bit of uh, chaos in the past that I think we should actually be embracing this week. Now that's, that's all the numbers. Anecdotally, um, I already have a bet in on Daniel Berger. I kind of scaled back some of my outrights. I am now much more concerned about that. I I probably went with, uh, or I I went with Berger. I'll I'll get a bet in on uh, Wu, on Brandon Wu. I will also consider... Uh, there was one more bet. I, oh, Keegan Bradley. You know, okay, we talk we talk a lot about the path for for guys. Keegan Keegan's is always going to be the putter that is that is going to determine how far he goes. He's gained strokes putting in in two in a, two events in a row. He's only done three in a row once since the start of 2015. So I don't know if we are in unchar- uncharted territory or he's figured something out. Uh, but you know, he's won before, right? He's won a playoff event. He won what PGA Championship. So he's won before. I like guys that have that winning acumen to at least bank on if they are in contention on a Sunday. So uh, my card is probably going to look like Berger, Keegan, Wu. Um, that's probably about it. I don't know. It'll be, it, then, I'll, then I'll do a lot of top 10s and top 20s just because I think the outrights are pretty, are pretty wild this week. Uh, let's do some matchups before we jump into the one and done here. Let's see if I can find some. Okay, this one's pretty good. Rory Sabatini, 
um, versus Patton Kazire. And Kazire has probably been better than most people want to give him credit for. And he's shown a bit of a ceiling this season. Uh, but I still have... Yeah, okay, so this is pretty interesting. So if you go to the full... Like, I start at January 1st, 2020. Uh, if you go from that time frame, Sabatini wins this matchup about 60% of the time. He should be about minus 145. He's minus 120 on DraftKings. Maybe not close enough for a bet um, if you like that time frame. But look at it since the start of this season. Uh, it's a much different story. So let's go since 10-1. So I think that's going to tell... A much different story, and I think we're going to flip this. Yeah, Kazire now the favorite. Now he's sixty percent to win this. So if you prefer the shorter term uh, than the longer term, you're getting a really good number on Patton Kazire at the moment, who has played much better since the start of this season than Rory Sabatini has. So keep that in mind. Certainly, this one's kind of interesting. So it's Furyk versus Stricker. Now, the problem is I'm only going to have their PGA Tour stuff, and these guys play a lot on the Champions Tour. See, I don't even know if I have... Yeah, I don't even have enough, ra- I don't even have enough rounds on Stricker to, to qualify him for this. Yeah, so I can't, even, I can't even put this in. But what I imagine is going to happen is... Um, let me see here. Yeah, I can get enough rounds for Stricker if I go back to the start of 2020. I mean, it's not a lot. Furyk wins this, uh, you know, 53% of the time. I do think what's interesting is, you know, these guys, um, Furyk has played a lot on the Champions Tour since the fall. I think he's played eight times. He's won twice. He's got like five top 10 finishes. He's made four cuts in a row on the PGA Tour. I think his last cut he made was Riviera, which is a difficult course. Like I, I, I would, my gut says the Furyk side of this is, is the side. You know, Stricker flashed a little bit of, of good play recently, but I, I, you know, it was like one round at a time or two rounds maybe. Um, I, I would, I'd be pretty comfortable rolling Furyk out in this spot. And then the only other one that I want to see how it is long term is Streelman against Zach Johnson, which to me, the Zach Johnson thing is huge red flags. All right, so I have Zach Johnson winning this 51% of the time. I'm nervous about that. And let me tell you why, and I'll pull up Zach Johnson on the holy grail here so we can see his numbers. Uh, Look at the last two weeks from Zach Johnson. He has lost a combined... 10 strokes on approach in two weeks and he's gained nearly 12 and a half strokes in two weeks um so let's just sort this by his best putting weeks in the last let's call it four seasons since the start of 2028 um those two weeks the last two weeks are his second and third best putting weeks ever in that stretch so we're talking about what 250 tournaments and number two and number three are the last two weeks. That is like, he's staring regression in the face. That's that will come back down to earth. And the problem is if you are just a little bit off at PGA national with your irons, like he has been, you're in big trouble. And, and if he can't, if he can't offset the bad iron play with six more strokes gained putting, uh, which is unlikely for him to do again, I, I think it's going to be a short week for him. So, I my my heart says you like this is the Strillman side. You gotta bet the Strillman side here. I'm I'm not confident in, in what um in what Zach Johnson is doing at all at the moment. 
All right, run good one and on one and done update. Remember, we started this at the beginning of the season, so we are much deeper in than a lot. In fact, this is the final event of segment two. So segment one is in the books. Segment two ends at right now the Honda Classic, and then for the match play next week, we are going to do. Uh, we're going to start off segment three. There were a, a lot of Colin Morikawa picks last week. There were a lot of uh, John Rahm, Webb Simpson, Patrick Cantlay, Tommy Fleetwood picks. Uh, but those of us who had Justin Thomas made up a ton of ground in a big way. In fact, Chappy Chaps has moved to the lead with 9.6 million. Caster Joshua is in second. Ugri, Nash the Flash, and Graybo round out the top five. That is a whole new name, a whole new set of names at the top because of uh, the, the big prize pool. A lot of people got zero, and then those of us that got the 2.7 moved up in a big way. Your boy, Rick Run Good, is lurking in 16th uh, with 7.4 million. So I I certainly moved up in a big way. Um and 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 hope to do so again this week now this week i think is you know last week there were a lot of leverage spots there were a lot of great players in the field this week i i'm not as comfortable with it if you if you would have asked me um you know a day ago i probably would have just plugged burger in here now i've used burger i've used him i've also used sungjae uh you might not have now i'm i'm starting to cool on burger if i'm hearing that you know you've got the rib injury the the worst case scenario for burger is that he plays i don't know into into friday something happens he gets an awkward lie gets an awkward stance and says you know what it's not worth it i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to withdraw and and try to be better for uh the match play or something like that that would be worst case scenario and in in a one and done situation that is um it's disaster to take a zero from a from a guy who would be the favorite the only other thing that you need to be aware of is uh, what your rules are for alternates. So in the in the run good uh, one and done, if he does not start the second round for any reason, you get to use your alternate. Some have different rules, whether, okay, if they start the first round, you're stuck with him. Uh, I, I, it depends on what your rules are. So know your rules if you're going to play Daniel Berger um, and, and know that you might be taking on a bit more risk. But I, I do like that. Now, Sungjae... I think very clearly is going to be the most popular, right? He's not only the defending champion, uh, but this field is is really top heavy. Uh, you know, he is a guy who plays unbelievably well in Florida. Obviously, has won this event before. I, I laid out the blueprint for him earlier. If if I had access to Sungjae, and and when I play in the um, so I play in the the thousand dollar the high roller, I think it's called the on the uh, the fantasy. Golf Championships, I think, is the website. I completely blanked on that. So there's two versions of that. There's the the smaller one with 3,300 people, and then there's a thousand dollar one with 33 people in it. I, I might just chalk it up and take and take Sungjae and just say like, you know what? I, I assume like 25 of us are going to take Sungjae. I don't really need to move up. It's not the end of a, a. There's no segments or anything like that. So I'm just I'm I'm just trying to survive until next week. I'll probably end up taking Sungjae. If you are trying to. Um, make a move if you are trying to win segment two in the run good one and done and there's one week left and you're close you probably need to go a little bit further down the board that's where I think Joaquin Neiman probably comes into play um, you know Neiman uh, I expect to be one of the the, the three most popular golfers uh, for this week's one and done just because he has you know a ton of upside people really like the kid I like the kid he's great um, you know played well at, at TPC Sawgrass played well at concession 
had two runner-up finishes to start the year. This would be the guy that if I was trying to make a move, I'd probably go with with Neiman. And if I really needed to go deeper than that, um, which I don't particularly want to, um, I wouldn't mind Gooch, honestly. I wouldn't mind Keegan. I wouldn't mind Brendan Steele. That's probably it. I mean, it's pretty ugly here. Uh, I'm going to stick with one of the top guys and, and kind of figure it out from there. But let me know what you're going to do. Everybody's situation is different. Uh, tweet me, at Rick Rungood. Leave a comment below. I'll see you in the live chats on Wednesday. Best of luck this week. See you.